Credit card. Welcome to another journey in trying to find out where did I park? I'm your host, Chris, better known as CP, and I'm here to park some of my thoughts and feelings so I can clear my head and get my life together. So here goes nothing. Thank y'all again for coming back to the parking lot. I appreciate y'all. Good to see you again. Uh, I just had a few more things I wanted to say. I definitely won't keep you long. I swear that's my favorite thing to say, but it's always true. I touched on it last episode. Um, and I probably won't touch on it too much longer, but uh, I touched on keeping friends around and, you know, holding on to the past and um, and how our dynamic has changed now that we have so much technology at our fingertips. Um, and that's great. I think I highlighted some of the good, bad and ugly with that. Um, but I think another thing that I wanted to just briefly think about or just talk about was. The fact that you also have new relationships that pop up, whether you have a new job, new status, new relationship, new church, new team, new daycare, new parent situation, whatever. Um, There's an opportunity to create new bonds and those shouldn't be taken lightly just because they're not your day one. New days mean that you have new day ones. They might not be the day one from you know, a one, but they can be a day one from, you know, age 41 or age 51 or 61, whatever. So we all have roles to play in our lives. I mean, how do you think people get mentors? How do you think um, old people get taken care of? You get new opportunities to have new, strong relationships. And just because they weren't the first ones that you started with or you know, the original home team doesn't mean that they don't deserve a starting spot in your life and where you're at. So appreciate your new day ones because it's a new day. As we're in this new year, you might have some new things going on. So appreciate where they're at and give them grace, the same grace that you would somebody that you've been given because they grew up with you or they're, you know, from way back in the day, because the same way we're not allowing people to foster some of the goodness of our lives by giving them a second chance or, you know, a warning or, you know, one fight, one mess up, one whatever, because they're new is the same reason we're holding on to old toxic behaviors, toxic relationships, because we're letting people uh, allow us to continue to hurt ourselves because, oh, well, they're my oldest this and they're my family member. This is my mom or my auntie or you know, this is my first teacher and my first mentor. So, you know, I got to allow them in my life to, you know, keep crapping on me. Or this is this new person in my life. And, you know, we missed each other on this first time and I'm done with them. They aren't my original. We end up hurting ourselves. We're, we're almost working against what we need to work on. You know, maybe things have changed and we're only holding on to titles at some point. Uh, We've got to keep it real with ourselves or else we're going to end up real lonely. We're going to lose on both sides of it because that same person on that same level might say, I got to let you go. We once had something big. We once had some good seasons together, but now, you know, it's time to move on. And that new person might say, hey, there's no room for me to continue to grow if you're going to cut me off right here. 
and you could end up alone on both ways. So it's important to kind of take hold of the moment and see where you're at and use that to develop your strengths and your bonds and the things that you need to elevate yourself going forward. So new season, new day, new day ones. The game can change, the people can change, but if your joy changes or your joy doesn't come back, then it's up to you to make the changes from there. If it makes sense, you can keep your guard up, but you have to take some form of your wall down. You got to trust your defense and, you know, trust who you are. Everything can't be filtered to the point of so much control that you don't have any at all. It's dangerous, but it's not something we're going to focus on this year. I hope you're not. I know I'm not. I probably have made that mistake once or twice in my day. No other people have made those mistakes. And hopefully um, we haven't made them with each other. But if we have, you know, hit me up. We'll work it out. Anyways, I usually don't open the uh, episode with that much heat. But hey, sometimes when it's there, you got to do it. (laughs) But I will say um, as I switch subjects. You know, I think what I talked about, we have the power to do. Uh, What I don't have the power to do is home improvement. I just, I don't know how many times I've talked about it, whether it's car trouble or home improvement or everybody's got a guy. Uh, I have a limited skill set. I can do a few things. I can never do things in the time that the instructions say. It says, oh, this is a 20 minute job. I already know that means two hours and 20 minutes for me because I'm going to mess something up. Something's going to break. I'm going to have to rig something or I'm going to put something on backwards. Just I can't get right. Everybody knows it. my wife knows it. Uh, I feel bad for her because she's always in this um, this balance of do I support him or do I say you can't do this? And I try to have grace and and, and patience with her because I know she's looking at me like, Ugh, I do not want him to try this. It's like a sitcom. You always saw how. Uh, Carl Winslow would want to fix something to Harry be like, you need to call the guy. He'd be like, no, I can do it. And then after the house breaks down, he calls the guy or uh, Tim, the two man Taylor. The only thing he could do was work on that car. Everything else Al Borland had to do. You know, I don't know where I'm at in that sitcom space, but I'm in there somewhere. I say all that to say we had some work done on the house and it was getting to the point where I was like, I think I can try this. Who told you that? I think I can put something together. Worst case, I'll call my line brother Mario. We're going we're gonna to put it together. All I need to buy is materials. We're going to be straight. When I tell you they came out there and it was only supposed to take two or three days, but it ended up taking like four or five due to the weather and all that stuff. I'm watching them. I'm watching them on the security camera. I'm watching them when I'm at home and they're outside. I was telling my wife, I was like, <laughs> I was almost convinced that I could try to do some of this. I can't do none of this shit. (laughs) They're so good. And they whistling Dixie and probably calling us N words under their breath and, you know, talking about the game and talking about sports and just talking about life. And they're just hammering away and constructing and sawing and, and everything else. And I would still be on step one. If I hadn't already messed up or put a hole in my hand or, you know, accidentally knocked out a window, like you got to leave the pro work to the pros. I mean, shout out to you. if You got the green thumb or you got the, the skills to do it or you grew up 
where you put together your whole house barehanded and you know you come from a long line of carpenters lumberjacks and woodsmen's and mechanics and everything is easy for you i bet there's something that i can do that you can't do and whenever that is i hope you give me the space to talk enough junk just like you talk to me oh my gosh i can't believe you spent this much on it i would have did that or i could have got that done for 127 dollars it would have took me two hours well good for you you weren't there when i called about it soon as i'm done soon as this five-day project and all this money is spent that's when you want to come in and be like this is easy well, it's so easy. How come you ain't got it? And whenever you need help on something, I hope I can do it real well so I can talk that junk to you. But anyways, for real, for real, shout out to the pros because, yeah, I could not do that. And they knocked that thing out. Looks good. Is good. Works good. There is no way I could have done that. I can't remember where I read it or heard it. Um. It's been a long break and a short break at the same time, but I can't remember where I came across it, but um, it said that women or wives or moms or whatever do most of the, oh, I think it was a meme. That's what it was. Women do all the Christmas planning or all the holiday planning and the men are just like, get the turkey or do something like that. Something simple. And I kind of had to push back on that. I enjoy doing a lot of those things. Um, now I don't really enjoy holiday cards. Shout out to people who have sent us holiday cards and holiday pictures. We haven't taken family Christmas photos in a good minute. Not good ones, not professional ones, ones that we'd put on postcards and send out. Uh, I barely have anybody's address. If you sent me something, I've usually kept your address just so that if we ever get off our lazy butts and do something, we could, um, get those easily. But shout out to everybody who sends in cards, sends in new you know, family photos. That's awesome. That's not my bag, but you know, getting gifts are getting gifts for other people rather, um, you know, setting up menus and, and cooking good food and making sure people have good holidays. That that's kind of my groove. I enjoy that. Uh, get togethers, uh, working with people like I'm all in on that. So I, I kind of had to push back when I saw that I get it. I think traditionally or, stereotypically that's true but you know in this day and age stereotypes are only as good as the people keeping them alive if you're not or if you're breaking that it's cool if you aren't with tradition i think that there's a a way you can do that and so i saw that and i i had to push back i think that uh we're all individuals we all do things our own way and I am definitely somebody who enjoys making some of that happen, especially when you're talking about menus. Like, I don't want to keep having turkey. I don't want to keep having ham. Um, then at the same time, I turn around on New Year's and I definitely do black eyed peas and greens. But, um, you know, we give our kids a spoonful or whatnot. But if they start, you know, whining and complaining and losing their minds, like we don't hold them like that hard. I'm not going to force them. I used to feel forced. Like, we're going to explain, hey, eat this spoonful, get it in, keep it moving. And that seems to work. So hopefully I'm passing down, you know, some version of some things like, hey, just do it. It's not that serious, but like, we don't want to fight through all this. And then that allows you to have good menus and you don't have to have traditional everything. You can have ribs on Christmas. 
Oh, they were so good. Oh, my gosh. You can have jerk chicken pasta that you messed up last year, but you got right this year. Also so delicious. You know, you can do that. It's okay. You can do whatever you want. As long as people around you are on board. And if not, then kick them off the board. Get a new board. <laughs> but in all seriousness, uh, just do what you want. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're the man or the woman or the person or the head of the house or the um, head of the apartment or the head of the shelter. Um, just do you. If it works for you and those around you, then it's working. Then you did it right. Christmas cards aside, don't come to me for that. You know, when I was getting ready to uh, record the next couple episodes, I was thinking about the gap that I took uh, on purpose or on accident or somewhere in between. And it really was an accident. But my time sometimes is not my own. But then also when I have my free time or when I have my podcast time or when I have my time to work on things that help me out. It's not always as convenient as I want. And same thing with my thoughts. I write down a lot of thoughts to come back to, to put in episodes, to um, talk about in more depth, to give myself notes to think about later. Um, maybe that's neurotic. Maybe that's a little bit over the top or maybe that's right on time. Maybe it just means I'm getting old and I can't just fire off like I want to or used to. Um, but that's kind of where I'm at. But I also think I have a, uh, a, a better understanding for vloggers or for, um, people who seem to have a huge media presence. Because I think there's some power in to just, if you got it on your heart or if it comes in your mind, you just fire it off. Um, does that mean you always need to be well made up? Maybe. Does it mean that you have to have a good edit button? Probably. Does it mean that you might overshare? Um, yeah. Does it mean that you might have to walk back some thoughts? Because after you were able to think about it, instead of just speaking on it, um, it didn't you know, sound as good as you wanted it to, or you might have let a word slip, or you might not have been as sensitive as you probably should have been. Yeah. I also think that's what makes Twitter so popular. Message. Everybody can get it in right when they want to right away and keep it moving. You can almost fire it off as a thought, log it in and keep it moving without even, without even remembering really. It's just hard for me to do that. And there's sometimes when, you know, I've either written down too much information or written it down in a place where I forgot to get back to it. Um, I've either answered my own question or developed my own thought or realized that that's not something I really want to talk about or I, that's not as deep as I wanted it to be. Um, but I get it. But I think sometimes that hinders me in hitting the button because it's like, this will be great when I hit the button. I'm going to fire off on this. And then life happens and then there's a day or two and then it's like, you know, that's not as uh, detailed as I thought it was. I thought that was super deep. I thought the world was going to appreciate that. And then I'm like, nah, I figured that out 12 seconds later. Yeah. And so uh, it's been interesting. I'm going to work on my filter. I'm going to work on not having such a heavy filter. That doesn't mean I'm going to be out here spewing nonsense or garbage, but I'm going to make it a point to make sure that I don't keep things tucked away for so long, so deep, um, 
also want to give myself more space and more vulnerability to be able to figure them out as I go along. Uh, I don't think I'm in the space to just fire off at will. It's just not really how I work. And I tend to think things through a lot and analyze things. And plus middle of the day, I just don't necessarily have time to put some thoughts together. Maybe I'll keep my mobile devices with me and, you know, drop some mobile notes. But um, I don't know. It's something I'm going to work on. I'm going to work on how I react and how I uh, emote those feelings and, and see what that does for me in the parking lot. So stay tuned on that. You know, one of my favorite sayings, I don't know if this is a negative saying or it, it is what it is saying or if it's just a, uh, a way to support people. Um, but I've said it before here, I believe. But uh, as we come across the anniversary of all that wild stuff that was happening last year and just, you know, things happening in general, whether it's politics, whether it's COVID, whether it's uh, schools, violence, all the above. Um, one of my popular sayings is that you can't build a bridge if both sides aren't willing to acknowledge the gap. Message. You know, if you say there needs to be a bridge, we need to extend or, or branch out. And the other person is saying there's no gap here. I don't see what you're talking about. Or they just don't even answer the question. Then it's hard to build that bridge because you'll be building by yourself. It won't go the way you want it. And there won't be a place for it to connect. Um, so I think that it's important to use that for your peace. If that other side is not willing to acknowledge the gap, you may end up spending a lot more time than you want trying to convince them that there is an issue there. And I think that happens a lot. Does that mean ignore something? No, but does it mean that there needs to be a new approach to create awareness over issues? Probably. Um, I, and I'm, I'm not necessarily talking about super deep issues. I'm just talking about in general. Um, I know personally that I hate arguing um, about validity of something. If I spend all my energy arguing that something happened or trying to get you to believe like, hey, this is something that happened instead of um, explaining how I felt and seeing if you can at least understand my feelings before you're agreeing with me or not. If I got to argue that this is even a valid point or thought or feeling, then I'm in the wrong argument. That's a life lesson that uh, is hard to learn. Um, you end up trying to convince somebody so long that this is a problem that you don't do anything to fix the problem. Help me. And that person is putting so much effort into fighting um, to acknowledge that, you know, your thoughts are there. That by the time you do, they're treating it like that was your argument. Then they're saying you have no solution. It's almost like a zero sum game and a, a, a no win situation. It's important that we avoid some of those things. And I think that that's definitely another thing that I'm going to try to do a lot less of because um, it's tough. It's tough on you. It's tough on your mental health. If you only have a limited time or space to argue anyway or to you know get a point across and you spend it on convincing somebody that there's an issue you'll be burnt out and you won't get any credit for solutions so i know definitely i'm going to be trying to uh, limit those type of interactions man it seems like there's a lot of venting in this episode really uh 
it's really weird. I'm not necessarily calling anybody out or, or going into one situation. I feel like my life in this past year and year and some change has just been a, uh, a buffet full of these type of scenarios that I just want to stop pulling from and putting on my plate. Um, they're not doing me any justice. So I think these are just ways that I can uh, help myself do my best work. So um, sorry for putting it all out there like this. Um, but I think this is going to be helpful. And hopefully if it's helpful for anybody else, then, you know, everybody wins. And if not, then you can just root for me. Yes! Speaking of rooting for me, got another marathon coming up. We'll have marathon and another one after that. So uh, keep me in your prayers. Keep me in your thoughts. Keep me on your apps. Keep supporting me. Keep high-fiving me. Get out here and run a couple miles with me if you feel like it. And uh, we're going to make this thing happen. Got a goal to beat. And then we got some decisions to make after that. But for now, there's only one other thing we got to do. And let's get to some uplift. You know, earlier I talked about stereotypes and traditional roles and everything like that. And I think there's a lot of them that still exist and some are for good reason. And I can't promise I do all the right things or the best ones. And raising three boys, I have to be careful about the things that I teach them about what men do. And, you know, make. I think there was even an argument about like, can boys have kitchen sets or anything like that? <laughs> even though most of the chefs in the world are uh, male, which is arguments for other people. I get that. Uh, also, shout out to my middle son, Jace, who's got a tremendous kitchen set. And the baby loves to play along with him. And we all have some fun. If you don't eat any fake food, then you're losing. So <laughs> I don't know how many times I've had pizza and chicken and hot dogs and Whatever else comes out of that kitchen, it's fire. I know it's fire because Santa Claus bought it for him a couple years ago. <laughs> so anyways, I'm in uplift. I don't, I don't want to be making these jokes. Say all that to say, uh, be careful about the traditions that you pass along and that the stereotypes that you want to encourage. Um, having said that, I think everybody knows the struggle, the physical pain, the pressure there is to bring in every single grocery bag in one trip and wherever it came from it's really just the fact that you don't want to have to go back out you don't want to put your shoes back on again or put whatever flip-flops are available or whatever <laughs> women's shoes right at the door just to get those groceries and it's funny because um i know growing up we used to get paper bags couldn't figure out why my mom liked paper better but like after I worked at a grocery store and then going to the grocery store just weekly now I'm like man my mom was the annoying one the one where you finally in your groove you bagging up a thousand dollars worth of groceries and here comes this lady with two carts full talking about let me get paper you like dang and the crazy thing is we weren't taking them up any like apartment stairs or anything like that literally she'd back the car up into the garage you go out there and get the bags. That was it. We could have easily been doing plastic. I know they were pissed. Um, but the struggle for grocery bags. Who invented it? I don't know. Um, who created it? Who made you feel bad if you couldn't take them in and all but one? 
but why would you do that if you're going to end up breaking the eggs or leaving the ice cream out or, you know, hurting yourself trying to do this, cutting off all the circulation in your pinky finger? I talked last week about or last episode about road rage and, and being patient. I think this is a continuation of that. Find peace in taking more than one trip. Find a better result in taking your time. Um, You know, what we see a lot of times in this age of misinformation is, you know, with news, do you want to be first or do you want to be right? So when it comes to the groceries of your life, when it comes to the things on your plate, do you want to celebrate the fact that you got them all cleared first or even though you got to go back and do half of them over again because they broke or didn't do it right? Or do you want to celebrate the fact that you completed something the way it was supposed to be completed? When we're doing good work, when we're doing our best, I think it's important that we complete things the right way and not worry so much about uh, doing them first, knocking it off the list. Because the only thing that's going to happen if you knock out a list is you're going to get a new list. Either you're going to be mad at yourself for not having anything on your list or somebody's going to feel like, oh, I've got more room to put it on your list. And then you're going to end up doing things that don't belong on your list just in the name of checking them off. So take your time. Take that second trip, take that special trip for the eggs, take that first trip for the ice cream to put it in the freezer, and then plan yourself accordingly. If you're really doing it the right way, you put them in the trunk in a way that you can get them out easily. But we're so pressed on getting them in that we end up creating obstacles for ourselves. And it makes it harder to live up to standards and stereotypes that we don't even know why they exist. So have some patience, take a few trips and do it the right way. And I guarantee you'll be doing your best. Life comes at you fast. I'm just trying to keep up with yesterday. I'll be back soon to unload some more of the good, bad and ugly. And I hope you'll join me again. Because once I take this second and third trip, I'm definitely going to need some help trying to remember where did I park, park, park.